Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Now today's big interview show is a little different. You know I like to bring you grand rock stars with great stories. We've had 17 Rock and Roll Hall of Famers on Vintage Rock Pod in the last two years. Some incredible artists, multi-platinum selling people known throughout the world. But today's show is a little bit different. It's a bit of a twist. Now, today's guest has three music-related Guinness World Records, that's true, released 70-plus albums and hopes to have the record for the most expensive album ever sold in the UK. His new release is up for sale for a cool £1 million. He's been on national TV, music played on BBC Radio 1, and his album, released earlier this year, has had over 1 million streams on Spotify, with fans all over the world. But you may not know him or his band. I interviewed Mark Christopher Lee from The Pocket Gods. They're an indie band from the UK who've been together for over 20 years, but have put themselves front and centre of the battle to get Spotify to pay music artists a better fee for their music. It's a fantastic story, and he and his band have worked in some really creative and inventive ways to highlight this issue. It's a burning topic for sure. Many big-name artists have railed against Spotify in the past over this issue, and Mark is continuing the fight for the smaller music makers too. Now, in the fairness of transparency, I do have a Spotify account, like millions of others. I find it probably the best resource for music on the go while I'm out walking the dog or driving in the car, that sort of thing. But, and regular listeners will know this, whenever I have a guest on the show with a new release, I always, always ask them where we can buy a physical copy of the album. I know streaming is the now, it's convenient, I do it too, but I realise that if we don't pay musicians fairly, if they don't make enough money, they simply won't be able to afford to carry on. So as I said, I always ask people where we can get a physical copy of the release. We try and talk about the vinyl options, the artwork, those tangible things you really only get with the actual kind of CD or vinyl. And it's really nice when I see or hear that you've engaged and bought as well. Andy Old on Facebook commented a couple of months back when he bought Jeff Berlin's new CD in tribute to Jack Bruce, which is fantastic to know. Now, looking at my audience demographics, I know the metrics, 93% of you listening right now are male and the audience age, 70% are over 50. So we all come from that kind of generation where physical copy and paying musicians their worth is important to us. So that's why I reached out to Mark from the Pocket Gods when I heard about his work. Now, let's get this right as well. Mark isn't trying to bring down Spotify. He's not anti-Spotify. He just wants fairer pay for musicians. As I said a couple of minutes ago, his last album has had over a million plays on Spotify. 
And for that exposure, you'll be surprised to learn how much he's actually made from it. It's pretty much the first question I ask him, so you'll hear straight away. Now, Mark also said he's spoken with Daniel Eck, the Spotify founder. Mark called him a genius, in fact. Daniel is under 40 and a multi-billionaire, so he must be doing something right. I also read somewhere that he's three times wealthier than Sir Paul McCartney. Let that sink in for a second or two. The man who created a website that plays other people's music is three times richer than arguably one of the greatest songwriters of all time. So that kind of frames this discussion. That's the reason I wanted to bring Mark's campaign to you and talk about some of the special things he's done, which includes an album worth a million pounds, the world's longest song, and an album with a thousand songs on it. Yes, you heard all that right. So please do enjoy this interview with Mark Christopher Lee from The Pocket Gods. Now, today I'm joined by Mark Christopher Lee from The Pocket Gods. It's an indie band from the UK who've released 70-plus records in the 20 years that they've been playing together. Now, this year they've released an album called Nobody Makes Money Anymore, which features a 1,000 songs, all 30-ish seconds in length, and it gained a lot of press and has hit a million streams on Spotify. So, Mark, I mean, surely you must be rolling in it, rich beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the album you alluded to, yeah, we've had over a million streams, which is fantastic. Fans all over the world. Uh, I must have earned about 300 quid from Spotify wow. from that, uh, from those million streams, which which is a crazy, crazy amount, really. Imagine if you sold that amount of vinyl or oh, CDs. I mean, I, I, you have a Bentley yeah, outside the house. Absolutely. <laughs> and, a sh- and a chauffeur, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Now, you guys are Guinness World Record holders. You've just released a Christmas song. All I want for Christmas is for someone to buy my million pound album. I think I've got that right. Again, that's 30 yeah. seconds in length. There is an actual yeah. album with just one special vinyl copy as well, which will cost you said million pounds. So there's an awful lot to unpack from all this. But let's rewind a little bit to 2015 hmm. when you first started cam- campaigning against Spotify or campaigning for fairer royalties from Spotify. Yeah. It's probably a better way of saying yeah. it and um Absolutely. you first embarked on the 30 second route around this time as well so just explain to us the background behind this and why the 30 second length is so important yeah i mean i originally got the idea from uh, a professor in america a music professor called mike erico uh, and he wrote an article for the independent back in 2015 saying why aren't songwriters writing just 30 second songs okay <laughs> streaming platforms like spotify pay out after 30 seconds and as the royalty is so small why write longer songs the three minute pop song should not exist that was for basically the length of seven inch vinyl uh so why don't artists today adapt to the media of today so that was the article and i thought wow that's brilliant i'm going to do that <laughs> so i went away had this crazy thought i think yeah i could, I could just write 30 second songs and to make it impressive i'm going to put 100 of these on an album, we call it 100x30, uh, which is what I did. And I wrote 100 songs, all 30 seconds long, all about the state of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was really, really difficult. And luckily okay. I had some help from other bands that helped with songs, which is brilliant. But I got it out there and uh, it got some great response. Uh, I got features in Billboard, played on Radio 1, Radio 6. And uh, it just basically encouraged this debate into this issue because artists especially the ones in the, in the medium stream and lower streams in terms of where they are, uh, don't get paid very much. If you're the likes of Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, 
you've got the billions coming in, so you're yeah. not going to worry too much. But the ones that are in the in the medium kind of range, we, we can't make enough money to make a living, and that's that's quite a serious issue. And I just worry about the artists of the future. They're thinking, oh, what's what's the point going into music? There's no, there's no money in it. We're never going to make any money. So this campaign, like you said, has been going on since 2000, 2015. We've released now 15 of these albums of just 30-second songs. Most of them have 100 songs. Uh, one has a 300 songs <laughs> and one has 500 songs. And like you said, we did one earlier this year of 1,000 songs, Brilliant. which is a crazy. And it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> just, and it wasn't just the songwriting and uh, recording it was just all the metadata and uploading oh, yeah, it and of course pressing send to spotify and it crashes because no one's ever done this before so there was a real risk when i did this that i wouldn't have been able to get it out because i didn't know whether these services would be able to take albums of a thousand tracks because it's never been done before so there you go incredible stuff and just to counterbalance this as well as doing all these incredible 30 second songs you actually have is it the guinness world record for the world's longest song as well yeah, that's, that's actually a Christmas song. It's called A Quantum Christmas, and it's 115 hours long. And it's, like a, it's like a trance rock epic. It's like Popo Vu meets uh, Hawkwind on a, on a bad day. Oh, my word. 115 hours. I mean, that's. I mean, how on earth did you put that together? Was it a lot of loops? Was it that kind of thing? It was a lot of loops, to be fair, but the only way I could get it released on these digital platforms was to split it into three-and-a-half-hour sections. Okay. So there's like, I don't know, there's 30 odd of them, of these 30. <laughs> and have you ever listened to the whole thing all the way through? I haven't, no. <laughs> Has anybody? They <laughs> <laughs> should, should get a prize. Yeah. <laughs> probably, <laughs> it's probably good for insomniacs. I mean, <laughs> but it's, 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 it does start off quite interesting. I mean, it's, it's called the Quantum Christmas. I kind of get a load of kind of obscure samples from theoretical physicists like Wolf, Wolfgang Pauli and okay. people like that and put them in there, hide them in there. So it's quite it's quite weird. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you mentioned as well the likes of the, the biggest streaming artist, Ed Sheeran, that sort mm. of thing. In the past, there's been lots of famous critics of Spotify. Prince pulled his, his music from streaming services in 2015. Mm. I think Taylor Swift did something similar in 2014. Yeah. Pink Floyd voiced their objections. Coldplay, newer bands like Coldplay have yeah. done it too. But they're all back on now, I believe. So so, so why are they back on? And, and what what's the difference between these guys who are making fortunes and, and you guys and, and smaller musicians and, and entering musicians? Yeah, I mean, there seems to be a lack of clarity on who gets paid what. I think that's one of the issues, uh, to be honest, because like you said, a lot of artists have pulled music off and now they're releasing music again. Mm -hmm. Like Adele, for instance, she's very happy now to have her music on Spotify. Why? She wasn't happy a few years ago. Something's changed. We don't know what's changed. And uh, I mean, on the back of this campaign, I've actually had a meeting with Spotify. I've actually met Daniel Ek uh, a few years ago. Very nice chap, got on well with him, had his email address. So I emailed him this album, and uh, and uh, he really liked it. He said it's you know it's a bit like Malcolm McLaren kind of marketing. Uh, that was his angle. So he set a meeting up with his head of music, Brian Johnson, who himself used to be in a band, uh, and we had a really good meeting. And their side of the story is they get a you know big big lot of money and they distribute it they say fairly they say 70 percent of the money they get they they give to rights holders to artists uh but i don't know i just think there's something wrong some somewhere in the equation 
in terms of bigger artists seem to be getting more money, maybe because they've got preferential access to to the playlists, which is what you need if you want to get anywhere these days. Yeah. The holy grail nowadays is getting on an official playlist. Whereas in the past, it used to be on played on BBC Radio One, for instance, on a playlist on there. But now it's a, a Spotify playlist. So the, the, there are issues there. There's a lack of clarity. It's really difficult to find out what's going on. I don't have a contract with Spotify saying okay. I'm going to get X amount per stream. There's a big pot of money. It's divvied out. I'll get some money at the end of the month. I've no idea what it relates to, really. It, it, it's, it's crazy. And the UK government, to be fair, has been, has been looking into it. Uh, so, but because these are multinational global organizations, um, I don't know what they can do really. But, you know, also in this, I wanted to, I'm actually making a film about all this. Yes. Uh, it inspired a 30 second song movie, which explores this campaign. And also in the film, I ex- want to in- engage with the consumer, the listener. You know, we pay £9.99 a month for our Spotify package. That seems ridiculously cheap to have access to every song that's ever been recorded. Maybe we should be paying more. Maybe we should be valuing music and its creators more. These are some of the issues I wanted to raise. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting indeed. I mean, tell us a little bit more about the the video. I mean, is that out? I saw saw it in December. Is that that still coming out this month? Uh, Possibly in the new year now. It's a three-hour film. It explores this whole campaign, the economics of music streaming. And it's also about acting on inspired thought. When you get these crazy ideas, uh, <laughs> some most people just think, oh, that's rubbish. That's crazy. It'll never work. But because I followed this idea, I actually now do music full-time. I'm making films. I'm making TV shows. Because I followed this idea, I've also you know, got this issue into the mainstream where people are talking about it. Uh, which is great. So I think it's, yeah, I want to inspire others to follow their dreams, their passions. If they get these mad ideas, sometimes follow them. You don't know where they're going to take you. So, and that's testament to me. I've been doing music for, you know, 30 years now. I've been doing the Pocket God since 1998. It's our 25th anniversary next year. Um, we've, um, we've had so many ups and downs, you know, for instance, John Peel, the late John Peel, he discovered us briefly and then died like a month later. Uh, and they've had the same with Tony Wilson from Factory Records. He discovered us and then he died as well. Bit of a, bit of a theme going on here. I'm getting a bit worried now. <laughs> <laughs> but we kept going. That's the thing. And most bands would have given up a long time ago. Um, so perseverance sometimes pays off. Absolutely. Now, kind of bringing it to now then, I mean, you've put out a Christmas yeah. single, as I said, all I want for Christmas is someone to buy my million pound album, um, yeah. which relates to the said album in question, Vegetal Digital. Um, there's only one copy. It's a vinyl. It will empty the buyer's <laughs> bank account of said million pounds. Um, many people may think this is your way of trying to get rich quick, but it's not, <laughs> is it? There is a reason why behind this. No, it's, it's not for the Bentley and the chauffeur. <laughs> basically, with the proceeds of this album, we're going to uh, fund our own ethical streaming service called Nub Play. And with it, we will uh, pledge and guarantee to pay artists at least one penny per stream, which doesn't sound very much, but it's 50 times the current rate from Spotify uh, and may go some, some way to you know create a better world. And obviously, it'll still be a small company because a million pounds sounds a lot of money. Mm-hmm. As the likes of Spotify, it's not much. But then we're hoping by doing something positive, constructive, others will follow. 
So that's the, the motivation there. So you're right, there's one copy of this album, Vegetal Digital. It's a proper album. It's got proper songs on it, not just 30 <laughs> second songs. It's uh, going back to our indie rock roots. Uh, uh, and it, it, I, I really like the album um, and I'm proud of it. And no one's going to be able to hear it apart from the person who buys it and a special <laughs> message recorded on the album for this person as well. Wow. And it's on sale on our local record shop, Empire Records in St. Albans, who are a great independent retailer, and we want to support them as well. So it's we've got people going in just to say, oh, can I hold it and can I have my photo with it? It's like, that, so that's so that's cool. So. That is very cool. It's very cool indeed. Do you think you, you will find a buyer for it if you had any interested parties? We have we've had people come into the record shop. Oh, um, I'm interested, but we, uh, can I make an offer? So people are trying to make offers, okay. but I don't want to do it an auction thing. It's not you know it's yeah. not eBay or Discogs. It's you know I want <laughs> it's a million pounds for a reason, and the reason is we need that million pounds to invest in this something good for the future. And in terms of the nub play, then I mean the streaming service have have you managed to get any other backers or anything else involved with this? No, not yet. We decided because we want to raise awareness of this issue. So this is the best way of doing it was put this album on sale for a million pounds and then use the money for that. There are other companies out there that are doing a bit more ethical service. There's a company called Sunstream who are very good uh, and they've got some good backing, uh, financial backing, and they're starting their own streaming service where they're paying a lot more and it's a lot more ethical. Uh, so I'm hoping they do well as well. It, it, you know, this is not about me getting rich or not play becoming the new Spotify. It's about getting the issue out there and trying to create real change and get the momentum going, really. That's what it's about. Fantastic. And the fact that you've actually had a, a conversation and a sit down with some of the higher echelons of, of Spotify mm. and Daniel Eck, as we, we spoke about, I mean, that, that's mm. that's incredible. And it shows the what can be done when you actually put your mind to it, as you said. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's... Because we we are you know we're a small company business here you know there's me and there's my band and there's my business partner guy um you know we do it all ourselves at the end of the day just through hard work and you know and we love what we're doing uh, and I think if you've got that ethos you can go a long way Absolutely. just keep believing absolutely keep believing indeed now if uh, anyone wants to find out more about yourselves or this million pound record or anything like that what's the best way to to, to look you up. Yeah, just go to our website, thepocketgods.com. Everything's on there. So, and there'll be links to uh, the trailer for the film and to the million pound album. So, <laughs> yeah, get your checkbooks out, people. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> all, cur- all currencies accepted. So. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Mark Christopher Lee. Um, we Thank wish you, you the best of luck and uh, hopefully the streaming services start paying out a little bit more for musicians and keep the industry alive. Thank you very much. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that chat. Something a bit different to normal, but highlighting an important topic that we need to keep pressing and keep in the public eye. And if you've got a spare million pounds lying about and you fancy being that one to buy Vegetal Digital, then do it. You get plenty of media exposure as well, wouldn't you? Check out The Pocket Gods on their website. Check out Mark's campaigns. And let's see if we can get musicians paid fairly. Now, a big thank you for listening to today's big interview show. It's the last one before Christmas. I usually take about six weeks off over Christmas in January to recharge the podcasting batteries, but I will try to put out the daily episodes right through as well for you, with the exception probably of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. 
I'll have the big interview shows back probably late January, early February when musicians start warming up again and a bit more open to people like me asking them questions for an hour or so. And I want to say a huge thanks for listening this year. Whether this is your first listen to Vintage Rock Pod or you've heard every single episode, it means a lot. It really does. And thanks for your support on social media and everywhere else as well. The podcast itself is growing in leaps and bounds. Year on year stats are absolutely through the roof and it's amazing to see the community growing and it really is thanks to you. Word of mouth really is the best way for podcasts to grow. People can advertise it. You can spend a fortune trying to advertise podcasts, but really the best way is word of mouth and recommendations. So thank you so much to everybody that's helped and mentioned it to a friend or a family member or a co-worker or something like that. It really, really, really does help and it costs you nothing. A big thanks as well for everyone that got on board the YouTube train. I kind of started taking that a bit more seriously in the last, what, four or five months or so, and it's, it's grown quite nicely it's not huge but 1600 subscribers on youtube get to see my interviews and i'll be putting up the interview with mark christopher lee on there as well so you can get to see the fabulous stuff that he talked about too so yeah pretty much it for me then thank you so much for listening to vintage rock but it really does make a big difference to me sitting here in my studio on my own making these podcasts interviewing these rock stars just for you so with that all that's left to say is if you know someone that doesn't like classic rock then just tell them my music is better than yours. Take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.